The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're talking NASCAR with the human ATMs. What's going on, Phil? Hey, Arch, man. We just got done the uh, the Out of Bounds NFC South preview, so I'm awake. I've got a little coffee coursing through my veins, and we are pumped up. we got six races this weekend. Holy cow. Steve, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this, but I got some bad news for us personally. Uh, we're live right now, and uh, the the Brewers just scored. No, time the game. <laughs> oh my God! Two uh, outs, two strike. Oh boy! Wow. Well, thanks, Steve. Debbie Downer. He just killed um, the mood. Man. Well, I was I was still hype. Um, I, I I think we still pulled out. So let's hmm. let's do that. Let's concentrate our efforts towards that game. And then we'll get to the six uh, six races. Big Daddy Parlay says, holy shit. I think he was talking about the intro. Which is fire. That thing pumps me up. Steve? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see other people enjoy it as well. I mean, the first time I saw that, I kind of uh, almost fell out of my chair too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Well, we won't let the Rockies keep us down. What are we, uh, what are we doing in NASCAR or whatever racing? Yeah, man. First of all, we should probably talk about last week just quickly. Okay. We, I mean, if we have to, uh, we hit Christopher Bell at 18 to 1 last week. We made 14 units across all of the, the different races. Um, it was a bang up week. Steve did a bang up job. And uh, man, it, it's, it's fantastic. Just snuck out of profit, Steve. Just barely under the wire. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm telling you right now, man. If we could run New Hampshire every week, I would be a very happy guy because uh, New Hampshire is being more than generous to us over here at the Speedway 2 Club. So um, it's a real shame they only run there once a year. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate, but um, happy to very happy last weekend. All right. Well, we're moving on. Where are we looking at this week? Uh, Arch, we're heading to the uh, snowy mountains of pocono pennsylvania uh it's a two and a half mile track uh it is flat but it's got three very distinct different turns um they all have varying degrees of of banking um and and this track man it it lends itself to being a fuel race to a strategy race kind of like a like a road a road course uh we'll see guys short pitting at the end of stages giving up stage points for for track position and uh this is a tough one to handicap um but we've got Steve. We've got Steve up our sleeve. 
So uh, hopefully we bring the fire again. So let's do that. When it comes to strategy, we've got Steve. He's playing chess. They're playing checkers over the sports book. Bingo. Bingo. He's a secret weapon and he's locked and loaded. So that's right. Steve, you want to start us off with the, the truck race? Yeah, let's see. Um, I mean, we got some early plays locked in here. Um, we can look at the data today and oh, wait a minute. Uh, no, no <laughs> practice, no qualifying today. It got rained out. So bummer. Perfect. Oh, well. That explains, that's fine. That explains that, why you were that, here early. I got you now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, that's good news, though, for everybody listening, because that means we get fresh lines to release to everybody that's, that's tuning in. So, awesome. Uh, uh, I mean, so pretty fresh. Believe it or not, if, despite there being no practice and qualifying, the lines still moved on the trucks. So, uh, because, I mean, they awarded the positions based off of some metric. I have no idea what the metric is because John Hunter is starting 12th and Zane Smith is starting the pole. But it's good for us because we tipped Zane Smith plus 500 early on. Uh, so we yeah. like that. He's yeah, that, that's 400. Exactly. I was just going to say that's moved to, to four to one. Is that um, playable at four or no? That is uh, on the edge. Yeah, sure. I mean, track position is going to matter a lot here. He's starting on the pole. That's a pretty big deal. Okay. Uh, truck race is pretty short, so it's going to be tougher to move up to the field. So, And Zane Smith is, I mean, he's good in traffic. He's, he, and so, I mean, he, he can move through traffic like nobody else I've seen this year. And him starting on the pole, he'll have clean air. I mean, feels like a great play to me. Locked so in? We'll lock that in, sure. Um, the other ones that we, we tipped in the book club – uh, moved in our favor as well. We're also on Carson Hasavar. Uh, we were on him 10 to 1. He is now 7 to 1, uh, just for no reason other than uh, catching a little steam due to the, the um, placement in, in qualifying. Um, and he, he's bringing back a really good truck. They, uh, he was in this truck and dominated a race earlier this year, but crashed, at, crashed out. Uh, word on the street is they're bringing the same truck back and it's fixed. So that should be a pretty good piece of equipment there. So we're on uh, Hasavar as well. Right. I think it was the one at Charlotte. That was the yes. one where he kind of, I think he dived it in there or something. I think there's a really late restart in that race, I believe, right? I think you're right, and sir. I, he, I mean, he had a massive lead in that race and the yellow dropped real late and then he had to do the restart. I think he's, he got in like Ryan Priest, I think it was, and they got all salty with each other and whatnot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was there mm -hmm. were some fireworks on pit road. Yeah, that's that's right. After the race, sure. Um, and then the other the other long shot that we're taking uh, is Tyler Ankrum. Steve found this little gem hmm. and uh, turns out this kid has some pretty good track history. Absolutely. Um, I, I think he's going underlooked here. Um, I don't know what he got reposted at on Caesars. I'm looking on DraftKings right now. He's 40 to 1. But if you look at his track history a little bit, we can still use track history quite a bit in truck series because, I mean, it's not like the Cup Series where we're talking about pretty much only looking at this year because of the new car. I mean, trucks are pretty good for track history still. It's a good metric. Um, Akram is showing very strong pace here at Pocono specifically. I mean, Pocono, the track is so unique. Uh, the characteristics, I mean, it's quote unquote, there's no turn four in, at this place. I mean, it's just, it's a triangle. So 
the only comparable track I would really look at would be the uh, you know the Indy 500. I mean that and they didn't run that track um, last year. So if you look at some old data on that, feel free to go ahead and compare. Uh, but really, I'm I'm pretty much looking at Pocono and Tyler Ankrum here has a, in the last three races an average finish of fifth. And in his two top fives out of those three races with a 96 uh, driver rating, which puts him third in that metric. Uh, so all numbers are pretty good on Tyler Ankrum. And he's in the, uh, he's at Devon Truck this year. Uh, I, I think his performance has been pretty good recently as well as far as form. So again, some solid um, characteristics on Ankrum this week. Yeah, we also like the uh, the top five at plus four hundred, four to one. So that's a, a pretty sweet price if you uh, if you kind of want to mitigate the risk on the win and and just take uh, four to one on a top five. So pretty yeah, cool there. Yeah, as I described, uh, he, that's hit two out of the last three races, and again plus four fifty. So awesome. Um, yeah, so we're on on those guys to win in top five. We're also on Hasavar to top five in the book club. That was minus, or I'm sorry, it was even money, I believe, plus 100. So uh, we're seeing minus 120 across the board. That is the best I'm seeing here, and that's at MGM and DraftKings. So uh, we, we did tip a couple of head-to-heads as well, Steve. Um, you want to talk about the one you like the most? Yeah, I mean, um, we have Zane Smith uh, over John Harnimacek, minus 110. It's been a little, little bit of movement there. It's minus 135 now. I mean, we've explained already uh, Zane Smith, but I guess I'll talk a little bit about John Hunter. Um, uh, it's it's really surprising to me what's going on with John Hunter Nemechek. The books still haven't really adjusted to his performance this year. It's not quite where it was Um last year when he was pretty much dominating every single race it's it's just surprising because zane smith has been pretty much better in raw pace every week so i don't know what they're doing over there and we took advantage of it again this week with a good number there um that's pretty much all i got for that head-to-head yeah i mean if, if the sports books are going to keep putting that one out there we're just going to keep taking it and uh we've seen that going go from like the plus 140s in the beginning of the year and then it opened up i think it was minus 110 per side so they are catching up, but but it's still, you know, too good of a number to, to pass on. So gotcha, gotcha. Take, yeah, take Zane over John Hunter. I'm seeing minus one twenty nine at Cosimo for you Canadians. Oh. Yeah. Um minus one thirty two. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You got those winner lines. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So we're also on Austin Hill over Ryan Priest. Um kind of like Kind of like Austin Hill, he's he's moonlighting back in the track or in the, the truck series, uh, coming down from the Xfinity series. Um, he's going to be driving a pretty decent truck uh, against Ryan Priest, who's also moonlighting. They're both starting in the back of the field. So, Steve, how do you see this one playing out? Well, we see that Ryan Priest is starting towards the back. Um, he's starting twenty second to no fault of his own uh, because that's just where the qualifying put him because of the rain out. But, um, Poc- I mean, Pocono is not Ryan, one of Ryan Priest's best tracks. It's, it's definitely not Nashville. He's dominated. Uh, I mean, Nashville has got the concrete surface. So we're not talking about that situation here. I think Ryan Priest is a good driver, but he's not a great driver. Like he is at places like Nashville, et cetera. It's just kind of just an average track for him. So, um, 
It was, it was Austin Hill is was the matchup, right? Correct. Yeah, so I mean, Austin Hill is also starting in the back, starting back thirty first. So there's, I wouldn't really say there's a huge advantage to either side there. I mean, they're both starting pretty far back. You should be able to get through the field pretty quickly. Those trucks are pretty quick. So but I'm looking at. Yeah, I was just going to say we're we're on this one because I wanted to be on this one. <laughs> is that that's the story here? Gut shot. Yeah, I mean, Gut shot. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the play. I mean, Austin Hill is running that seven Spire truck, which has been run by the Hendrick guys for the most part. Bowman, um, William Byron, I think, ran it and won it in, in that truck at one of that maybe it was Martinsville. Yeah. So the truck, the truck has speed. There's no doubt about that. So I, we know Austin Hill is a good driver. He's improved a lot this year in Xfinity. He's probably learned a lot over there. So cool. That's kind of, I would say that's the angle. Yeah, and that wraps up the truck card, I believe, unless you had something you wanted to add. I have an add-on that I may or may not have this put out there yet. Um, you did not. I can yeah. confirm. So this is uh, exclusive content here. Ooh. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I, 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 Shannon Smith is starting second, and he's still plus 900. There was no movement on him. So with that in mind, uh, I played him on his outright there at plus 900, and I played top three and top five. So it sprinkled a little bit on everything there, and I also played his matchup against Carson Hosevar. So it kind of on Hosevar and uh, Smith here to win, hopefully. Hopefully Smith uh, gets the win, actually. over. I mean, either way, we're happy, but, you know. Uh, right. Smith is plus one fifteen there, and I, I like K, I like uh, KBM stuff quite a bit this weekend at Pocono because we're talking about long straights, talking about uh, performance really mattering as far as horsepower goes, engine, you know, top of line equipment really uh, a little bit more important this week here at the, these big tracks. Yeah, that that backstretch, the hypotenuse, if you will, is very very long. So I, I think I think you're right uh, talking about that KBM power. Um, you know, being a big deal this week. So cool, man. Should we move into Xfinity? Yep, that's all I got for trucks. Awesome. All right. So we are starting off by taking two unpredictable winners. We're taking Noah Gregson <laughs> at nine to one and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. coming down into the uh the Xfinity series for the first time in a long time, and he is twelve to one. Now that that is a seat that is vacated by Tyler Reddick. Um, and it seems like to me that uh, RCR does not want Tyler Reddick near any of their stuff anymore. So I, I, think, I think that's why Stenhouse got this ride. And you've seen it being a positive day for us. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like these uh, fill-in opportunities, I guess you'd say. Uh, once in a while, I do some golf stuff, and it's like uh, – Every time you get these, you get these guys with like late entries. It seems like oh, all the pressure is off. You know, everything swings are loose, and they, they kind of just have a day. And uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like that can definitely happen here with Stenhouse. I mean, uh, I mean, Stenhouse is. I would say these types of tracks are where he kind of excels. Uh, he, intermediates, uh, large ovals. I mean, it's not an oval, obviously, but you know, it, it's it's the same concept. So 
and he, he he's running a car that's competitive. I mean, the 48, like you said, it's it's aligned with RCR. They're fast. It, it's, you know, Stenhouse is a cup guy. So I feel like 12 to 1 is a little, uh, doing a little bit of a disservice there. It is at Stenhouse. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really like, I, I think Ricky is a talented dude. And I just think he's, he's driving like C-tier equipment in the cup series. So he doesn't always get to show it. Um, but I think... I think we're going to see that, that that car is pretty good, and I, I definitely think he's going to be one of the more talented dudes in the field. So um, I'm with it, man. I, I can definitely see this 12 to 1 hitting. Um, and if not not the outright, I think there are some other props that we can play. Hmm. So uh, definitely like those two guys in the outright market. In the top five market, uh, we're going a full unit on Noah Gregson at even money at, at DraftKings. We. Um, we and the book club exploited a little bit of an error uh, on the top five market over at MGM. They had Sam Mayer listed at plus 195, and it was just way out of line with, with the other books. Um, so we slammed that, and then we're also taking Brandon Jones at two to one. Uh, did anything happen with Brandon Jones today, Steve, that you want to talk about? Uh, well, he did race in the ARCA race. I mean, I watched a little bit of the race, but I didn't see the whole thing because – uh, my interest in Argus series is minimal to none, to be honest. <laughs> but, is it because uh, Haley's not in it anymore? Oh, is that it? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that has something, something to do with that. I, I couldn't couldn't pinpoint why I wasn't watching Argus anymore, but now you kind of just uh, – yeah, yeah, that's it. That's kind I'm of here it. for you, partner. I am here for you. <laughs> But yeah, that race I believe ended due to darkness. There, I, I guess there is some massive crash at the end of the race. I don't know who was in it. Did, did you Did you watch it? I did not. I did not. Okay. I have I have zero interest in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're on the same page then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I can't if I can't bet on it, I, right. I'm out. Right. Uh, but yeah, Brennan Jones was in the field. Uh, the bottom line, all I care about is he get he gets extra track time. That's all I care about. So. And he's, he's going to be riding in the Joe Gibbs equipment. Uh, we mentioned how, how important the equipment is at this place. Uh, you need the engine power. Um, need fast cars at flat-out speed, and that's what uh, June should have this weekend. Um, just hopefully he doesn't make any mistakes, and he should be able to do well. Like, he's DNF'd a lot here, but when he doesn't DNF, he runs well. He finished seventh in one race he didn't DNF. Uh, the past few times out so i uh, be i believe he won in the trend truck series um the ones the ones i think it was a couple years ago um and then he, he wrecked immediately after in the extremity series so it's kind of a downer but he, he's shown to get the job done here yeah for sure and then for that reason we're we're also going to be on his head-to-head over sammy smith who is mm. a a newcomer mm. to the series uh, I'm seeing minus 120 on DraftKings. I think there was a minus 114 uh, earlier over at Sugar House Parks, that family of books. Um, and we're just taking the experience over the over the young guy. I'm, um, they're going to be in – they're both in the Toyota, so they're both going to have, have an equal playing field here. But uh, we, we like the experience in that matchup. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to back – Ty Gibbs, another Toyota over Cole Custer. So, Steve, I know Cole Custer owes us some money. Are we gonna <laughs> we're gonna get it by fading this week? I guess, huh? I sure hope so. I think I don't remember what Cole Custer opened at, but it was way longer than plus four fifty. Uh, it's clear that 
people have taken notice that he has a lot of speed in that car now. The angle we're taking, I'm taking here, is that yes, he has a lot of speed in the car, but uh, the same can't be said for the pit crew. <laughs> that pit crew costs him a lot of spots every time they come down there, and that can be a big detriment when it comes to somebody like Ty Gibbs that has one of the better pit crews in the series. So, I mean, th- I think they're going to be on pretty much equal speed uh, on track, but the pit road difference is pretty significant there, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we've also seen Ty Gibbs uh, not be afraid to mix it up with the Cup Series regulars. I mean, he he took Larson to school there at the road course a couple weeks ago, to my surprise and to my <laughs> ruined ticket. Um, but, you know, Cole Custer is not Kyle Larson. So I like... I like backing Gibbs here for sure in this matchup. And I'm, I'm seeing about minus 120 is a fair price across the market. So really like that play. I'm, I'm glad we're on that one. Uh, we're also going to fade him with Josh Berry. Now that one has moved against us. I see that that has gone from, uh, we tipped that at, oh, I'm sorry, that went for us. We tipped it at plus 120 and it's at plus 108 now. So a little positive steam on right. Barry. Any reason for that? Yeah, I mean, uh... That's interesting because I don't, I don't know if Josh Berry's line I, – I know that um, junior motorsports in general appears to be catching more money again this week. I think Sam Mayer was like 15 to 1 or something when it opened, and, uh, opened up. Uh, so I mean, that's another reason why I kind of like Noah Gregson because for some reason, I mean, the general public is pretty big on junior motorsports again, but Gregson is not really seeing a lot of money being bet on him. So I don't know what's going on there, but I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, yeah, he looks like he's the third favorite in that camp. It's Allgaier, then Barry, then Gregson. I think that's pretty shocking to me, to be honest, because he's I had, agree. I think, the most speed maybe only behind Allgaier on that team this year. Yeah, so especially especially on the intermediates, I mean, he's been very good for sure. Uh, and then the other three three head to heads, we can just kind of breeze through them. We're going to take Stenhouse over Gregson. Now we have both of those guys to win, so it's not really a play against each other. It's more of a numbers grab, uh, and that's at plus one thirty five at DraftKings that hmm. we tipped it. Um, now we're going to take another junior motorsports guy, Sam Mayer, over AJ Allmendinger. That's minus one twenty at DraftKings. And then Riley Herbst over Daniel Hemrick. Numbers grab for sure, plus 150, Sugar House. Any of those that you, you want to dig into, Steve, or should we move on? Uh, yeah, horrible line on Herbst over Hemrick there. I mean, this is, this is probably going to be a race that's pretty chaotic. This is a very difficult racetrack to drive. Um, and I think Hemrick there is getting a lot of recency bias from last week's performance. I mean, he wrecked out. So, I mean, he qualified second, but I mean, this is this is nothing like what we saw last week at um, New Hampshire. This is a totally different situation where uh, very high speeds. We've seen colleagues struggle when it comes to um, this type of track. Uh, I just don't I think that's that's the thing there. Uh, We're just seeing too much um, favoritism on on Hemrick. Sure. That's why we're so uh, so high. So, and then nice. same there, we got some positive closing line value. Um, it's again, that's just uh, the public there betting Sam Mayer. So, I agree with the move. I do too, and that's why we took it early. So, <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
and finally Stenhouse over Gregson. Um, I think they're going to be pretty close when it comes to uh, on-track positions. Uh, plus 135 is a good number to me, like I said. Uh, pretty some, I think it's going to be a somewhat high-variance race. So, again, plus 135 is just, like you said, numbers, a good number. Awesome. All right. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's move on to the Cup Series. So uh, we're on we're on a slew of guys here Ooh. in the outright. It looks like we're running it back with Christopher Bell. And then, um, let's see, it looks like that's 18 to 1. We're taking Daniel Suarez, 33 to 1 at MGM. Eric Jones, 75 to 1 at Caesars. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 125 to 1 at MGM. And Cole Custer, 350 to 1 at MGM. Steve, talk me through your, your thoughts here. Are we taking uh, Stenhouse and Custer simply because of the track time? I would say so, yeah. I mean, it's it's a big deal to get that extra time on track. It's, it's kind of the same thing with Brandon Jones and Xfinity. Um, Stenhouse has been. I mean, we look when you look at Ricky Stenhouse, like I said before, um, we've we we have not raced at intermediate, um, faster speed racetracks like this in a while, and we've seen Ricky Stenhouse be very good at places like Charlotte. You know, like where Carson Hosevar dominated. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse, Charlotte is one of his best racetracks. So you can, if you even look at that at all, you would think that uh, Ricky Stenhouse, that number is too long in that situation. So um, moving, I guess, go, moving back up a little bit, uh, Christopher Bell, one of the guys that ran the tire test here, that's a big thing for me this week is taking those guys that already had practice on this tire, on, on the tire in the, they got a feel for the for the track already. Uh, other guy that did that was Daniel Suarez. Uh, he's thirty three to one. So I mean, Suarez again, his intermediate, uh, you know, higher speed um, tracks have been very good. Uh, track house is fast when it comes to that. You know that this type especially. Uh, Eric Jones, good track history here. Um, pretty much. Pretty simple there. Um, 
And that covers just about everything. Now, let me ask you this. I know you're into your conspiracy theories in Arch. You are too. Oh, always. Uh, yeah, this thing is called the M&M's Fan Appreciation 400. Kyle Bush is the, the betting favorite at 7-1, to one, probably running an M&M scheme. So um, is there anything to it, Steve? Should we be on Kyle Bush as well? He's definitely running an M&M scheme. Uh, yeah, that's hard, hard not to. Uh, and believe it or not, this is actually a play that I added last minute. So we were talking about the ones that we already put in. I was going to mention Kyle Bush, and I added him on his outright. So, hey, uh, good and, guess here. Yeah, I mean that's that's sharp, sharp stuff by you. I mean, he's, thanks, pal. Even better news: he's plus eight hundred on MGM. Oh, all right. So, yeah, we ought to bet it over there then. So th- that's the only reason why I added it because that number is the best across the board. So. We saw Kyle Busch win one of these races last year without a fourth gear. Uh, was it no? Was that without first gear? Yeah, I mean he was like singing on the radio and stuff. It was the happiest I've ever seen Kyle Busch in my life. <laughs> it was it was amazing to watch. I can't believe that actually happened. But obviously, if you had a caution, then you won a one. But I mean, just the the mere fact that that happened is incredible. But under normal circumstances, his track history here is also extremely good. I can probably bring it up here and let you know, but yeah, he's he's led the most laps in the field at this track with in, in the last six, uh, 197 laps led with a 118.3 driver rating, four top fives out of six races, five top tens. Uh, the only reason why he hasn't had six out of six top tens is because he DNF'd uh, in one of these events, so he's got two wins out of six. So, I mean, that's hitting at a two out of six rate. Um, yeah, it's, so. it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Joe Gibbs, uh, I mean, Joe Gibbs is crazy good here. I mean, like I said, Eric Jones, when he was running with Joe Gibbs, that's where he had all his good finishes. So, yeah, that team, like very good. Very good at Pocono. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kyle Busch was one of the guys I had circled. I, I run uh, like a, a, a separate um, algorithm, I suppose. And, in, in my track history, I used Auto Club, uh, the recent Pocono races, Indianapolis, a sprinkle in Nashville, a sprinkle in New Hampshire because, you know, they're both flat, um, you know, and it all spit out that Kyle Busch is in the top three uh, for projected finish. So I like it. I'm, I'm on it. That's why I wanted to ask you about it on the air here. Yeah, awesome. I agree cool. with all of that. Nice. Um, nice. One of our favorite plays of the weekend is Chase Elliott, top five, plus 120 over DraftKings. I mean, hard not to back this guy. He's finished first, second, first, second uh, in his last four weeks. I would say he's one of the hottest drivers in the Cup Series, um, but he has real bad recent track history here. So how do we uh, how do we catch this one? I'm not concerned about track history for him here at all because – his uh, history at New Hampshire was not very good either, and he just about won that race. I mean, that caught. I mean, it, it just doesn't matter this year. It seems like. I mean, he's he's seems like he's got the fastest car every week. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, he's lightning in a bottle. Fly, but. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, and then you have you have some top tens listed here. You have Suarez, Bubba Wallace, and Eric Almirola. Um, so we're going back to the Bubba well. You guess you were impressed last weekend. I love what I'm seeing from Bubba Wallace this year. Um, 
and he got rid of the. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe, maybe it's a confidence thing. He can focus on on the race now that he has a better pit crew for sure. Um, yeah, it seems like that pit crew move helped both teams, Bell and Wallace. Yeah, that is interesting. Sometimes just a new scenery is something that a team needs, and maybe that's what kicked started both teams there because Bell, new crew, you know, new new members that won the race. Uh, Bubba Wallace, new members, and finished third. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, and I'm guessing Almirola because it's a, a flat track. Is that is that where you were going there? Uh, so Amarola, yes, he is better on the flat tracks, um, but not just that. He's um, the third guy that ran the tire test. So, oh, okay. Yeah, his crew chief was talking about that. He, they believe that this is going to be a, a very helpful, uh, you know, for for that team this weekend. Um, yeah. So. I mean, and, and, you know, we spoke about my little formula that I'm working over here, obviously way less sophisticated than yours, um, but it spit out Almirola as sixth in, mm. in my projections, which is, which is pretty wild. I wouldn't put much stock into it, but uh, I was surprised to see him so far up the list. We said, so we don't know how good he was last week either at New Hampshire because he had a mechanical failure. Um, normally, that's one of his better racetracks. Um, but this this is one of his better racetracks too. If you look at his track history, um, last six races, average finish of ten point three, driver rating nine uh, ninety four, which is eight, uh, seventh best. Um, so two top fives, three top tens. That's pretty. That's pretty. I mean, three top tens out of six. Uh, at, you're getting that at plus one fifty five. So that to me screams value. And uh, he's got a little bit of an edge this year because he's got the tire test. So. There you go. I'm with it. So um, I guess it really we don't really have to explain it. We're taking Almirola over Eric Jones <laughs> in the head-to-head as well, and then also Christopher Bell over uh, Kevin Harvick. Now this one, that one kind of surprises me because um, you know Harvick has some really good track history here. Uh, in my model, he's performed pretty well, um, but we're we're going to be back in Bell again. So it uh, looks like we're just getting behind the guys on the tire test. Is that is that safe to say? Yeah, I mean that, that's that's as simple as you can put it. But not only that, Christopher Bell has been very very quick this year on a mile and a half, and uh, it, is, it kind of just hasn't really shown because he's had some trouble. He's had some spins. He's had some other issues going on. But that car has been really fast, so uh, I kind of like what, what he's at there. And he, he with the win last week, uh, it's a confidence booster. So let's you know ride the form and see what happens. Um, Harvick. He might be doing some things, some desperate things, to try and get a win that could hurt him, like in the overall grand scheme of things. That I, I didn't really consider that when I played play this, but that's definitely worth a look. Thinking about that, you know, he's got to win to get in the playoffs at this point. You'd think. Yeah, those those uh, point yourself in spots are really drying up. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm even starting to worry about Blaney a little bit. I, I I'm looking down the schedule and I just. I am very, very leveraged on Ryan Blaney championship future. So I, I'm going to need him to go ahead and win. So Ryan, if you're listening, buddy, mm-hmm. let's take that thing to victory lane. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, man. I think that wraps it up for, for the cup series so far. Wow. Uh, yeah. Rapid fire tonight. Let's go. Uh, so we've got IndyCar, Formula One, and SRX left. Where do you want to start? 
Uh, well, we can, I, I guess, get IndyCar out of the way because uh, I don't have much to say about it yet. Uh, they're on the oval this week. So we're talking oval racing, flat oval racing. And believe it or not, if you're looking to back some guys in IndyCar this week, I would say go ahead and look at Penske. Um, believe it or not, I mean, it's just like NASCAR. I mean, they're strong at the flat tracks. Uh, so really, it's simple as that. But once I look into IndyCar some more, like I said last week, I really don't look too deeply into this until Sunday morning, to be honest, because I'm, you know, just I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm just consumed by all the racing material this weekend that this usually gets on my list last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything? there is so much this weekend. It, it's almost overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with the Penske take. Um, and it, it doesn't look like there's much up because we're going to get a, a ton of practice sessions, a ton of, um, you know, stages and qualifying with these guys uh, still to come. So I'm seeing some outright markets and that's really it. Um, what do you... What sticks out to you if you had to throw a dart? Yeah, I mean, DraftKings DraftKings has been really nice to us. They're pretty much offering top fives every week, which is really cool. Um, It's nice being able to do more than just betting outrights and some head-to-heads like an hour before the race starts. So I I appreciate them taking some liberties here to broaden your options a little bit. Um, For sure. I I mean – Go ahead. New Blogman is a heavy favorite here, and it's interesting. His top five is only ten cents off from the second favorite, Will Power. So, um, yeah, that that feels like value. I mean, it's it's juicy, but minus one fifty, I would just I don't know, maybe lean on that. Uh, my my eyes immediately went to uh, Colton Herta plus one ten for a top five, and also Alex Palou minus one ten for a top five. So I would lean yeah. that way. Unless you can talk me out of it, which I cannot talk you out of it because, like I said, I'm probably gonna have my plays on Sunday morning. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, that's I guess that's all we got for IndyCar. Uh, so SRX, I am on Tony Stewart. I put out an article with Odds Checker at three to one, it has moved to plus 250, uh, but we're on dirt, and quite frankly, uh, there is no price too short to keep me off of Tony Stewart this week. Um, I see that Chase Elliott's in the field. Ryan Blaney's in the field. Uh, Blaney's dad, Dave, the track owner, is in the field. Oh. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. So we're going to have a little father-son duke it out uh, thing going on in the track. But last weekend, man, uh, the first race on dirt, Tony Stewart kicked everyone's ass, and it wasn't even close. He dominated the entire thing, start to finish, all the heats. Um even with all the, the late race restarts, he owned them. I mean, it was never in doubt. Uh, I was nervous, obviously, because I had some skin in the game, but um, just restart after restart, he checked out on those guys. So, um, Steve, I, I know you are on someone else besides Smoke. So, who you got? I am. I, I want to ask you, though, is where's Bill, Bill Elliott? Is he not in the field this week? Did he kick him out? I don't know if they kicked him out, but – uh, he's not in the field, so I, I, I'm not sure why, but he is not there. It would have been cool. It would have been a cool storyline with, you know, both the Blaney's and both the Elliot's. But yeah, you know, man, that, that was the, that was the main feature. Of the last race last year was the the Elliot battle. Yeah, yeah, but I guess maybe they're realizing, you know, Bill's washed up and don't have anything left. <laughs> uh, I hate to see that. 
But yeah, that's I don't know, that's disappointing to me. But my guy is going to be Ryan Newman, uh, plus eight hundred there. Uh, he Newman's a dirt track guy, but I I, I don't hate betting both Stewart's and Ryan Newman because you're getting plus two fifty and plus eight hundred. I think those two should be the favorites uh, personally. I would say those two guys are the guys actually with most of the dirt experience. So, I mean, Newman was really fast last week before he had the damage. So, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I really like what that is. It's mind-boggling to me that, uh, you know, Chase Elliott is the co-favorite with Tony Stewart with Chase's limited dirt experience. I mean, I know he's been running some, um, you know, since Kyle Larson, you know, has been an influence on him, I suppose. But I don't think it's enough to to match Tony Stewart. And I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of Blaney running dirt, you know, since he's – He's made the move to asphalt. I, I know he he got got a start there, and his dad owns the track. But I, I just I can't wrap my head around those two guys being above Ryan Newman. I I think you have found some serious value there. Yeah, I can't disagree with that at all. Um, so. Cool. So all that's left is Formula One. Uh, we had a good free practice one session this morning, and then gave it all back in free practice two. Mm. What are we doing the rest of the way to to get that profit back? Well, I guess we start with what we already played early on, which is uh, pretty much backing Mercedes this weekend. We got uh, I got Lewis Hamilton uh, plus eleven hundred and George Russell plus two thousand. They were both on FanDuel. Um, both Mercedes drivers. Uh, I didn't see much of FP two yet, but I saw that George was, I believe, fourth fastest in FP one. Um. Podium again. We got Lewis Hamilton plus one fifteen and George Russell plus one seventy five, and we played Fernando Alonso plus one fifty for a top six. So that's kind of what I got there. I mean, we talk about the circuit a little bit. Uh, it's 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 a track that kind of lends its strength towards the Mercedes. It's you know it's not it's not going to have a whole lot of uh, porpoising. Cars can be pretty. Uh, reliant on staying into the track so that's that's it should be a good thing for mercedes as a whole yeah i I agree i mean there was some talk that they were gonna gonna uh have some upgrades this week to to close that gap between you know them and ferrari and red bull didn't quite work out today as as drastically as i thought it would but um you know they, they are coming around they are racy lewis is you know his skill set is enough i think to to battle for that podium and then if things break his way i mean you know maybe a, a win is in sight um george russell did say in an interview today that he believes that mercedes has an outside shot of of winning the race so um i'm sure he hopes it's him but more than likely it's lewis and uh man i i like it i it it stinks to see such a great champion in, in lewis hamilton um you know go from uh, you know, leading that championship last year to seeing the gap close and then lose it the way he did. I mean, that, that was, that was tough. And then, you know, to come in this year and, you know, with the all new car and just, they have not been competitive, uh, like they've, like they've been used to in, in the last, you know, 10 years. So it's tough to see. And, you know, I, I am enjoying, you know, their rise again. It's formula one is much more fun to watch when there's six competitive cars, that can go out and win on any given day rather than four. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, 
pretty much agree with everything you said there. Um, I don't have a lot, don't have a whole lot more to add on that. I mean, FP3, I, I don't plan on betting much FP3. I'm probably going to try and stay away from betting too much practice moving forward. It's just, I feel like it's pretty, I don't know, high, high variance. Yeah, a little too random for you, huh? Yeah, it's yeah, practice. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. betting on quarterbacks in the NFL and in like practice in the preseason. You know. Yeah, we're talking about practice, not a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean preseason quarterback player props are my favorite thing. Oh, to bet. just bet the just bet the unders in preseason games, and you're fine. I agree. I agree. I was making a joke, but you you seem to have a little uh, experience in this arch, so I'll a, I'll, a I'll, bit. I'll follow you anywhere. All right, uh, we have a couple comments here. Uh, Big Daddy says I may have missed it. Top pick to win the candy race, question mark, per the price. Okay, so I guess, you know, it's it's hard to bet against Kyle Busch, but he is the favorite. So if you're looking down the board a little bit, I, I prefer running it back with Christopher Bell. We we actually hit back-to-back winners last year with with Blaney, so I think we can do it again. I like Christopher Bell at the 18-1. to Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I like either of Joe Gibbs' cars there. Uh, I think if you're backing Joe Gibbs uh, in general, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. So I, among those two, I would, I mean, you know, amongst the Joe Gibbs camp, that is, I guess I, I would say Bell and Kyle Busch. Uh, All right. Nice. Uh, you guys are going to have to pop over to the user bets tab in the book club. Apparently, he put in some bets that he thought were for the weekend, but it was for the season. So he wants to know how bad of shape he's in. So go, oh, if great. you get a second, go to the user bets tab and, and see what Big Daddy, how fucked he is. Awesome. Can't wait to give you the news, Big Daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the book club is where people are making bad bets, incorrect bets, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's good for the rest of us. We get to maybe have a good laugh at someone else's expense. But also, <laughs> do our very best to get them back on the winning ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some Aussie rules football tonight, mm. tennis tomorrow, six races this weekend, golf. The book club is the place to be. And the Rockies oh. and Brewers are in the 13th inning now. Oh, all right. <laughs> we've, we've, talked, we've talked an entire podcast and they're still playing. Okay. Still playing. Yep. I can say this about futures, though. Yeah. Uh, if you bet, a, if you bet a driver to win this weekend and they do win, their futures price will get better for you <laughs> because you, you, they get playoff points. Right. right. Um, so that will help them in the playoffs long term. So there you go for that. As that, it goes really- in Poconos, it goes. So goes the world, right? So that's what they say. Sure. I, I've heard that before. Yeah. From you. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.